0: G'day everyone, and welcome back to Measure Twice, Cut Once, the show that gives you a, a nice little overview of all things creativity, woodworking, uh, making and uh, a bit of fun in the way as well. So you'll tune in for the next half hour or so with myself Dirk from Sumo's Projects and I'd like to welcome back to the show this week uh, a man who's been out in the fields sowing his crops. Uh, he's a bit dusty so you just give him a chance. So uh, That's the one and only Chris
1: Zurek. G'day, Chris. Hey, g'day, Dirk. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, We had a good episode last week, but we've got a better one this week. I have so been looking forward to this one. You have no... I didn't sleep last night. I even had an extra shave to make sure that I was looking good. Everything. If you can't tell, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, Chris, I'm I'm a bit the same. I had Dan Dave himself today, and um, I'm feeling quite sharp, quite brisk. Um, I don't know why you've had two shows, but uh, I'm sure you're going to let people know about it. And um, perhaps oh, you could make mention of uh, how you are feeling. mate.
1: I'm excited. I'm really yeah. really excited about this one.
0: Yeah, I think you've got a uh, you can be big, Kev. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes. No, no, this
1: like I said, I've been waiting for this one for what, twenty odd episodes now, so Yeah.
0: We're yeah.
1: finally here. We're finally here.
0: Sure it should but be we really good
1: show, mate. We well, let's hope so. But before we get onto it, Durko, we need to um talk about what we did last week, don't we? We do. Let's do that. We had
0: a we had a Cracking show last week, Chris, because um, out, of, out of the blue, out of nowhere, came uh, knocking on the door one Mr. Ryan of Sawdust Makers, and he he brought a little bit of fresh uh, morning tea and delight to the, uh, the overall conversation as it ended up being. Um, and I, I think we were a little bit stunned, you know, a couple of stunned mullets, and when he brought up a particular subject, which was uh, quite interesting, quite interesting uh, journey on his making, uh, you know. Direction. So, what mm, do you think
1: about and, the actual crime? And and the, the thing that he sells the most. Mm. <laughs> that that still blows me away. What he was saying that he was those seats. They're seats, yeah.
0: They're apparently they're seats, yeah. Uh, yes, they're After that,
1: yeah. Um, but when he when he called when he called it what he called it, I thought he uh, made a mistake, but. Um, there was no mistake. They're um, vaginal seats. I couldn't believe it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but um, nah, he's, and he's no.
1: selling, he's selling a lot of them. That's what I couldn't get over. He's selling a lot of them. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> They're going off like anyway. Hotcakes. <laughs> they were they were going off like hotcakes. So uh, he was he, actually he was going to send me a picture, wasn't he, of uh, what they look like, so I could pop it up on the screen.
0: Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> yeah i might
1: um yeah i might i might um i might just send him a message to send me one of those pictures (laughs) i was blind i didn't think they existed i didn't think it was a thing but um vaginal seats look it up That's what they are
0: yeah and and look mate uh the conversation was good because he was explaining the uh transitional period from going from a a regular job into a a full-time maker and um I found that quite, you know, like it's always interesting to hear if it's going to be a successful journey to uh, make that jump.
1: Mm. That would be, uh, for me, that would be a scary move, you know, because um, you, you're giving away. I mean, look, I'm going to be retiring in three years' time anyway, um, but um, to just decide that's it, I've had enough of work, I'm just going to do my own thing and stop your um, your holidays, your sick pay, your weekly income. I reckon that'd be a scary thing to take on and and, then kudos to him that he's uh, prepared to take it on. I reckon he's going to be um, a success personally because of the way he is. But uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, for me, that'd be nerve wracking to, you know, to, to make that leap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, some of us can do it. Some of us uh, probably may not do it. So, um, Chris, it's always nice to mention uh, one of our partners to measure twice, cut once. And, um, That'll be uh,
1: Hamaru. What's the guy's name up there? Nath. It's Nath. Nathan. Yep. Nathan. Good old Nath. So,
0: what
1: does he
0: sell? I heard
1: he sells everything. Well, apparently he's got nothing left in the store because everybody uh, jumped on board and just bought him out. That's what I heard.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I think, Durko, we should um, get on to this week's episode. Um, Do you want to introduce our guest, our special guest, or do you want me to do that?
0: Look, I I will be stepping on your toes, and I really would like you to do it this week, Chris.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to do it this week, ladies and gentlemen. I am introducing the best YouTuber on YouTube, Ainsley Portlock.
2: Hey, guys. How are you going?
1: Ainsley, how are you?
2: I am all the better for speaking
1: to you, a lovely gentleman. Thank you very much. We are so happy to have you on board. Dirk, what do you reckon?
0: Oh, for sure, Chris. Um, it's taken a long one, uh, time to get Ainsley onto on the show, but, um, you know, things Who's change. Fault? Hey. A little bit of
2: mine, a little bit of everyone else's.
0: Yeah, true, true. I, I, I went blind, Ainsley, uh, she was busy. Chris, you just ignored everyone, so now we're
1: here. No, 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 no. You were blind. Ainsley was pulling her prima donna routine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm on a tight schedule. I'm sorry.
1: I know. You're a very busy girl. I get it. I get it. I get it. All right, first question we're going to throw at you, Ains. Um mm-hmm. Woodworking. How did you get into it and uh, how long have you been doing it?
2: Well, uh, to start probably in my childhood, I was really lucky. I had a dad that when uh, we were fixing things or something was broken or something needed to build, be built, he would just uh, work it out and would do it. So I was normally his right-hand man and I would be in there helping him. Uh, I have struggled like so many others with my mental health in the past in struggling with stress and anxiety. And uh, in 20, just before 2016, I had a really big project coming up at work where I knew I was gonna be stressed and I wanted to actively manage my mental health. And so I thought I would give making a go. And my sister-in-law had a chair that sat outside her front door for years. And she kept saying she wanted to paint it red and she was going overseas. So I thought I'm gonna go and take the chair while she's overseas and paint it red and see if I even like this. And I thought I would hand sand it. That lasted about five minutes. And then I went and bought myself my orbital sander, sanded it back, painted it red. And that feeling of knowing that I had impacted something and changing something and looking at something and knowing that that's what I had done, I was absolutely hooked. And the next week I borrowed a Marta saw, I built a chair for my niece and it just went skyrocketing from there because I just can't beat that feeling. And then YouTube came along, I can't really remember, to be honest, when I started it, but it came along because I had already in a past Hobby had been filming weddings and things like that, and taking photos is another passion of mine. So I already had all of the gear, everything I had learnt up until and is still up until now is from YouTube. And so I really wanted to give back to the community that had given me just so much. And so I started filming for YouTube, and slowly but surely have grown and uh, becoming a bigger part of the community, which I'm really enjoying and getting to speak to guys like you and learning so much from everyone in the community. It's it's such a great community to be a part of where it's, there's no competition. If you need help, there is always people there to help you. So that's really, for me, where it came from, and I just continually want to get better and improve my skills. So here I am today talking to you guys, which is pretty cool if you ask me.
1: Best thing in the world. Best thing in the world. No better feeling. I, I've Look, um, the, way, the way I come across your channel was um, there was, there was one, one lady I kept watching all the time was uh, April Wilkerson. Yes. And and I really liked what she did, but um I just felt that um that she got too big. Does does that make sense? You know, like she yep. got that massive um shed that she said that, that would my whole suburb would fit into. And, <laughs> yes. And it just it just feels like she's not the, 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 the person next door anymore. So I start mm-hmm. looking I come across your channel, I'm going small a crazy, I wonder what this is. And then when I heard the Australian accent, I've gone look double bonus here, you know, <laughs> and and I started watching your stuff, and um, and I got a I've, I've, I've borrowed some of your your uh, ideas. Well, yeah, that's
2: how we first met because you just showed me one of your videos of doing one of my things, and that's how we got chatting.
1: Yeah, and um, and I um, I made them as gifts for like family members, and they they loved them. They said, "Oh, where'd you get mm-hmm. this from?" I, said, oh, I made it, you know um how did you come up with the idea oh well it's just something that popped into my but then i said no no no. i was i was honest i said uh no there was a a young lady on uh, youtube that i started watching and she does really really nice work check her out so uh that's um that's how i got to know you but the, it's just the thing about the community um and we me and dirk say it all the time you know we're we're here to help one another we're here to to, to learn from one another. We're here to um, support one another. And I think um, the Australian community is really
0: tight knit.
2: Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah.
0: Dirk? Yeah, I'm it, oh, sorry. It's a, it's a real broad uh, broad church of education when you go, when you mention YouTube. Um, I myself and Chris will probably uh, agree that we've learned most of our skills out of watching and as because a visual is a, a good indicator of how things actually come together, rather than just reading. But um, also touching on uh, what you mentioned about mental health. It's um,
2: mm-hmm. we did a show
0: last year on that particular subject, and yeah. it's 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 just incredible how many people do suffer with some type of uh, you know demon, and you know, and and Chris and I have discussed too how how this uh, aspect of being uh, making things with your hands and just using your intelligence and that can be uh, something that helps you out, you know. And so obviously it, it would be something that, you know, just takes your mind off anything that was ever bad. And You, you can't become... be thinking of
2: anything else when you're using a power tool and it switches exactly. that mind and there is just no, and then you double that with the feeling of when you finish your product and you look at it and you know you made it and you took it from literally a piece of wood to that. There's just no better feeling to me in the world and that is why I do it.
1: Yes, yeah. that's, that's why we all do it. And I've said this before, when I uh, when that roller door comes down in my workshop that I shut the world out and i'm I'm in my own little world. and um, and it, for me if there was such a thing as a heaven, it'd be my workshop.
2: Couldn't agree more.
1: As it is now, because it's been changed a little bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Once you heal all the sore muscles from all the building you've been doing,
1: uh, yeah, the last the last three weeks have been absolutely epic. I've um, I've been waking up in the morning like I'm a nine year old man. You know, like the muscles are aching. I should um, I should have a bath with you know like a packet of Radox in it just to soothe the muscles. But um, I haven't had a bath since I was like three months old. I think it's been a while. <laughs>
0: Why we're we doing the show from afar.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, I know. No, yeah, I get it. All right, all right. Next, uh, next question, ainsley All right, we we uh, asked the the hard hitting questions here. All right, bring it on. Bring it on. What's your next
0: project?
2: Ah, uh, it is. Well, I'm currently painting a letterbox for a client. That's where I'm finishing up, and then probably the next one will be either my Rubbish Wood Twenty One Challenge video. Or there is a corner of the workshop that I am just, I try not to put on camera because I don't like it. And it's where we store our foldable bikes under a blue tarp at the moment. And we, uh, the engineer and myself are talking through a solution for that. So that is probably, well, the wife would like it to be the next project. So that's probably what will be the next project to get that side of the garage sorted out. Because then really I can film in any direction and not be ashamed of what's in the background.
1: There's some, be... some
2: bike storage for some foldable bikes is probably next up on the uh, on the workbench. All
1: right. Well, that, that just sort of follows on the, the next question. Tell us mm-hmm. about your workshop.
2: Well, I'm in a two-car garage. We built the house that we are in five years ago, which is our dream home. We plan on never having to move from here. We put everything that we ever wanted in the house. Um, so it's in a two-car garage, probably a little bit bigger than a two-car garage. Um The car has to be parked in here at the end of the day. That is one of the rules that the engineer's car goes in. Um, So I work really on this side of the workshop that I'm on now. I can't get my car in here even if I tried. Um, But, yeah, it's a standard two car. It's got the table saw. It's got the miter saw station. You can see behind me. It's got this awesome cool neon light, which is on this side, um, because the engineer watches a lot of tech videos, and apparently every YouTuber has a neon sign in the background. So that is why that is there uh new dust collector that you can see in the background but uh yeah it's your everyday workshop it's it's not anything special but every tool that is in here has come from either a birthday present or money saved from selling making and selling things so it's, it's kind of nice to know that's where it's come from
0: very good that's fantastic um one yeah. of the favorite pro- not favorite i like watching all your videos and your projects are always uh, it's so entertaining but uh you made um, a little bit of an outdoor um, bench in a, few, a while back, and uh, you had some, you know, nice hinges that uh, sat it up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, the balcony
2: bar that folds up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed that, and we, Chris and I have spoken a little bit about the future of making videos on YouTube, especially in our our type of circle of uh, things, you know, woodwork and that. Um, it, it seems sometimes it, it, we can get a little bit uh, stuck in the garage environment and we, Chris and I sort of mentioned to each other, you know, what would it be like if you incorporate a little bit more of that out, outdoor uh, footage of, you know, say that particular video where you showed it in action and the mm-hmm. install? You know, that because that, that, I think personally that's something that we can... Uh, uh, probably get a bit of bigger audience uh, if we, you know, diversify. Mm-hmm. Our, and, and you having a background in photography, I think that would be just mm-hmm. a magnificent thing you could incorporate.
2: Yeah, I think it's really changed. I know even over the short time that I've been doing YouTube, I think a lot of people now, uh, there's probably more people, honestly, out there watching it for entertainment than actually looking to do it themselves so you kind of I know I have always wanted to try and involve or evolve and get better with my my videos and the one thing I've been trying to work on is put a little bit more of my personality and me into the videos um, I won't take on a project that um, if it's not something I've already made it must be able to be a YouTube video for me that's one of the things I have I want to be able to film things so like that folding bar being able to film in the client's home um getting permission to do that before I even start the project Um, Because people want to be able to see the project from start to finish and it finishes in the client's home being used. So I don't have a balcony, so I can't just attach it to a balcony randomly in the house. So it has to be able to be filmed on site. But one of the things I've really tried to do is put some of my personality in part of the background that you see behind me with the sign and things like that is trying to create or input some more of my personality into the videos. Because I think that's where it needs to head. Because YouTube these days is becoming more entertainment. There's people that are watching more YouTube than they are regular old TV. So not that we want to be, you know, don't want to be that to be the focus. We want the project to be the focus. But at the same time, I want to keep getting better and it not to be boring for me either. So trying to put in some of my personality, some of the funny things that go on in the workshop when I'm in here, the mistakes that I have made, the number one thing that I have found in doing YouTube is Putting the mistakes in the videos actually gains a really great, awesome response from people. People really appreciate you putting in the mistakes and how you work through that. So knowing that that is in there, I try to put that in because let's be honest, like the science says behind me, you know, mistakes are inevitable. Um, so trying to put that stuff in the, in the videos as they happen and then always trying to improve and involve, whether it be sound design in a video or video, always trying to get better. That's the goal.
1: That's everybody's goal. Um, the, I don't know about you, but uh, when, I, when I'm shooting a video, I actually rehearse it before I turn the camera on because I, I don't want to make a mistake and I don't want to look like a like a knucklehead on, um, mm-hmm. on YouTube. But then, it's like you said, you know, like people watch your video and and I mean, you, you come across as just an everyday person that's doing all this wonderful stuff, and it just lets um, makes people aware that maybe they can do the same thing yeah you you, I
2: want to be yeah everyone can I you know none of us are are special we're all just humans at the end of the day trying to get better and being a female in a male-dominated space I want to I want the ladies out there to see that if I can do it literally anyone can do it so I want to try and inspire people that's what the videos are out there for to try and give back to the community that's just given me so much but yeah, if you can just put a little bit of my own personality in there, that's what I'm trying to do these days.
1: You're um, you're not only inspiring the females out there, you're inspiring the males as well. Because uh, like I said, so, I watch yours, oh, hundred percent. I watch your your videos over and over, and um, I just just love the way you go about your your,
0: your craft, basically.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: No problem at all.
0: I I, I too tend to agree, with Chris, and honestly that. I do really look forward to watching females, especially in, in the maker sphere, because it, it just adds something different. Um, us blokes are sort of we get down, you know, and just, oh, now I'm going to cut this up, and you know we don't we're not all that flamboyant. Where <laughs> Tim, like, Tim the you know, tall man, You have that comes across, and you know it's just just grabs you to keep watching and you know if that counts for anything it's uh yeah and what you're doing is uh just a fantastic step ahead you know to encourage uh, other other females to make stuff out of whatever they want to make it out of you know
2: everyone can do it
0: yeah well we can
1: we can there's uh, like i said i used to watch um i don't watch you that much anymore april Wilkerson. Um, mm-hmm. I think she um, – and I, I don't want to s- sort of come out and say that she's got too big for her britches, but um, I, th- I think she's just uh, – what's the correct terminology? She, she's lost touch. Is, is that the mm-hmm. right thing, she's lost touch? I mean, because what she does is, is brilliant. The, the stuff she makes is, is great. But she's got this um, CNC machine that, you know, you, you could you, it, it takes a full sheet of plywood. You can yeah. just lay a full sheet and cut out whatever. Now I've got a I've got a CNC machine, but it's only a meter by a meter, you know. So she's got stuff that the average Joe doesn't have, you know. look, I, I look at your 100%. workshop, Angela. Yeah, I, I look at your workshop, Angel, and you've got um, you've got the miter saw, you've got uh, the the um, table saw, but and the um, the thicknesser and everything. But uh, as for machinery, that's pretty much it, isn't it? You you don't pretty have a yeah, you don't have a joint. No yeah. See. So, um, for me, you're more down to earth, you know. Like you're more what the the average Joe in the in the um, or Joanne, I should say, or has in their workshop, you know. So, uh,
2: yeah, absolutely. That's,
1: that's I, yeah, that's the way I look at it.
2: Yeah, I can't really fit much more in here, even if I tried. So,
1: you should see and what probably I'm probably at capacity. No, no, no. You've still got plenty of room going how big is your workshop
2: well it's two car garages but i can really only store stuff on one side and i've got two big workbenches in here which some might see as silly but i actually really like them and i like having everything on wheels everything can be moved around i have one of the workbenches really acts as the outfeed table for the table saw and then i've got one big one which i can you know construct on and assemble on so i can wheel things around the workshop as i need to but i like having the two workbenches in here but it may change look, it's constantly it's constantly changing, so you just never know what happens in the future.
1: Yep. that that's the one thing. Every, everybody's workshop is always evolving. Um, my look my workshop, just to give you a bit of perspective, my workshop is a two-car garage as well, and I have to leave one car in there as well when i'm mm-hmm. uh, when I'm not working in there, but it's five and a half meters by five and a half meters. How big is yours? You'd have to ask the engineer if I'm being honest.
2: it's probably. It's probably about the same. It's a stand. It's, I would say it's probably about six meters by probably six meters, I would say, okay. at a guess. Don't quote me on it, but the engineer would know more than I do. But yeah, I think it's six by six. We'll say it's six by six. Let's do that.
1: So Dirk's got a, a fairly big workshop, haven't you, Dirko? It's hey? uh,
0: sort of shrunk a bit, Chris, because the spiders are taken
1: over. Oh, why?
0: Sorry.
1: Why would you mention spiders? I know. The,
0: uh, the past history would be, yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, no, it's, I've got a, I've got a, <laughs> both for shaking their heads. I've got a nine by nine. Was was a lucky uh, uh, sort of windfall that, you know, that was in the house we purchased. So, um, but I, I, I sort of occupy, I suppose, not the whole um, area because, you know, having storage for gardening and things like that. Um, but, you know, it's it, it's always that question of what you have is how you manage it. Is a more important thing, you know, um, and sort of. I, I think like well, Chris and I have learned as well not to not to gather so many things and hoard. And um, you know, it, it's we're creatures of habit and we do it. We're, you know, free timber on offer. Oh, yeah, we'll take a, we'll take a hundred meters, and you know, oh, if you want a, you want a machine, hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, why not bring it in? Uh, so it's a little bit of that management as well to just fit in your own workshop environment. Um, mm-hmm. So. yeah. And you're doing it really well. I mean, you look behind you, you have that sort of everything's neat set up and it looks like it works. So you're happy.
2: Everything has a home. The number one rule in this workshop is everything has a home and it's not going to come into the workshop unless there is a home for it beforehand. Yeah. And that's how right. we manage it.
1: All right. Well, then that question uh, that goes begging now, is there anything that you would like machinery-wise?
2: If you speak to any of my friends, you know that I'm a serial hobbyist and I am one that when I go into something, I am all in. Uh, I started off with a very basic table saw 12 months later. I basically had what you see in my workshop now because when I go in, I go all in. Uh, What I really want, nothing in particular that I really, really want. A jointer would be nice, but it's not something that I 100% need. A bandsaw would be nice, but again, it's not something that, I 100% need. To me, having the table saw and building those four jigs that I built a little while ago, that solves a lot of the issues that I've got or I had in the workshop in terms of trying to be efficient. For me, it all comes down to efficiency. If a tool comes into the workshop, it has to improve my efficiency. That's what I'm all about. So right now there isn't anything that's crazy that I have to have. Of course, like all woodworkers, there's nice to haves, But right now I can't think of anything that I have to have.
1: So all I'm hearing from there is that you and me are absolute total opposites, um, because I buy tools at the drop of a hat. I'm an impulse buyer. Um, every time I walk into uh, Timbercon, I walk out with something. <laughs> so I cannot oh, just. i can walk be a bit
2: in. like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know, but I've, I've got I've got a jointer, I've got a thicknesser, I've got a table saw, I've got a bandsaw, I've got um, the uh, the MIG welder, I've got the uh, the uh, cut off. Um, Metal cutoff saw. Mm-hmm. I've got a drum sander. I've got all those machines. Hence my problem that I don't have a lot of room yep. in my workshop. And has it uh, has it uh, helped my efficiency? No, no, it doesn't. All I yep. do is I get I get in there. I spend half an hour moving everything out of the way so I can get the table saw out and set myself up for the day. And then I've got to leave a half hour at the end of the day so I can pack it all away so I can get my car back in. Yeah, you know. So yep. yeah. You know, I, I admire the way you're going about it. Um, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm just a knucklehead, you know. If I, if, I, if I see something that I like, I'll just go and get it.
2: Well, I would like to re- be like that, but it's I just can't. I just don't have any space for it. And I learnt early on from watching a lot of YouTube. Everyone says don't buy a tool until you 100% absolutely need it. And so that's what I've tried to do all the way along. There's some things that I've purchased that I probably didn't need, but Right now, I am very happy with how the workshop is and all the tools that are in it. So ask me in six months' time, my tune may change. But right now, I am happy.
1: Well, I've got a a, uh, joint thickness uh, combo that I could sell you if you want.
2: (laughs) No, I've got a great thicknesser that I just got for Christmas. So Mm. I don't I'm very happy with it. I just got the same one as Dirk, the Sherwood, the... um, Good ones, so I, you know, I'm not unhappy. It works, it's so much better than my last one. It's quieter, it's quicker, it gives a better result. I'm very happy at the moment, but you never know. In six months, Chris, I might be hitting you up.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I'm um, I want to go up to the uh, the woodworking show in Sydney because there's uh, well, there's yourself and a couple of other blokes I want to meet. I might just throw it in the back of the van, and um, we're going to go up in the general, weren't we, Dirk? That was a plan,
0: but
1: yeah, you got to get some K's
2: on that general, so you've got to be putting it on the road.
1: No, I know, I know, but 27,000 kilometers on a five year old car that's that's pretty good going
2: driving that value up.
1: It is, it is. I, I was just stepping away from woodworking at the moment. I was told in three years' time I could be looking at a hundred thousand dollar car,
2: just look after it until then. It's an investment at this point, not costing you so. I'd say anyway. it.
0: Right. Exactly right. But anyway, <laughs> you have that jointer for free now. Yeah.
2: yeah, right. He doesn't even need it. He's so close to retirement. Clearly the car's just gone up. I'll take the back of the car and drive it up for free for sure.
1: Okay. Now what I'll do is I'll just pop it in an envelope and send it up to you.
2: Yeah, no worries. <laughs> uh, a picture of it. That's what you're sending me.
1: Yes, I will. In the emails as well.
0: Um, all right, um, anything, else, anything else, Durko, you want to ask while we've got yeah, Ainsley just here? Just a quick two-pronged question, uh, or mm. different sorts of Ooh. questions. Uh, the name DIY uh, Small Fry Creations and mm-hmm. also how you go with um, going to markets and that and how do you enjoy it and do you find that you get a bit of work out of it?
2: Yeah, well, the Small Fry Creations or the word Small Fry comes from my family because... I am not very tall. I'm five foot two on a good day. And so we were in America and we were in a burger shop called Shake Shack and there was t shirts on the wall and they were called they had small fry written all over them. And my sister in law, who I painted the bench for, turned around and she said, You're the small fry. And um and that's where it kind of stuck. So the name kind of when I needed a name, I didn't want to operate under my regular name. report Portlock's not that exciting of a name, if you ask me. So I wanted some sort of branding so that it could carry me all the way, you know, forward. And so that's where Small Fry Creations or Small Fry DIY or DIY Small Fry, whatever you want to call it, comes from. And then I use it for markets, like you say, Dirk. And I've been doing markets, I think, the year just gone, I think it was my third or fourth year at doing markets. I only do them over the Christmas break. So I start at the end of November and I run right up until um, Christmas Eve. I find that's the only, not the only time, but I find that's the time when buyers are really out there and looking for stuff. Uh, And it also takes me a lot of the time, you know, throughout the year to get ready because I'm filming, I'm normally filming a YouTube video and then on the side I have stuff in glue up or things waiting to be routed or sanded or something like that so that I'm constantly on the go and it comes all back to being efficient. So markets are good. I think it's a really great way to get your name out there. It's also really just great to get out there and talk to people um, and hear what they've got to say uh, if you want an ego boost it's great for that because people love nothing more than seeing something that's been handmade and telling you that it looks great so that's always nice um, but yeah it's good it's it's I like doing it uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it this year it'll just see how the year plans out and um, what I've got going on so but it is I think a really great starting point for people to a get out there and talk to people get used to getting your products up to a standard that someone will purchase i think that's really important Um, and finding what things work there's things that you like the lazy susans for me are really popular Um, when i wanted to make them some people were like who's gonna buy a lazy susan they fly off the shelves Um, so there's things like that that you don't think are going to work and then there's some stuff that you think are awesome you get it out there and you don't sell one so it's a good way to test the market, see what works, and, you know, I think it's a great starting point for anyone. You don't need to have a website. You know, there's a lot of markets that you can just pay a fee for and turn up to, um, so I recommend it for anyone that's looking to getting into making and selling products and then putting a little bit of pocket money in your pocket to buy the stuff that's like behind me.
1: Do you, um, do you have a lot of competition at these markets? Is it? Uh, it'll be a lot we of blokes do yeah
2: yeah there's not a lot of females um there is you know in terms of the woodworking side of things generally at markets when you apply to a market you tell people or you tell the organizers what you're going to sell so they won't accept you generally into the market if they've got five other woodworkers say they'll say to you so we're already capped out with woodworking or whatever it is and so you get you don't get to be a part of that market so they help you not oversaturate that particular market. Um, in the years, I have found some markets are much better than others, and so generally speaking, I will only attend one or two markets. But they may have five or six markets in the lead up to Christmas, um, and you get to know which ones are better than the others. But in the starting, I literally googled Sydney markets and anyone that I could apply for um, that wasn't crazy expensive. I think in my first year, I set the benchmark at a hundred dollars was the rental for the day. If it was under a hundred dollars. I would go and attend it. I wouldn't pay anything over that, um, and that's how you kind of find your footing as to as to what works. But no, there's not generally normally when I'm in a market, you might find maybe one, maybe two others. But I haven't found anyone that I've turned up to and they're selling things that are exactly the same as what I'm selling.
1: So they've been successful for you. You're making sort of absolutely, good for
2: you? yeah, absolutely. I look. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. Um, most people might say it's not, but for me getting into the routine of making things over and over, learning how you can get better and improve. There's other learnings that are non-monetary for me that have come from it. Um, it's all about learning and getting out there and talking to people. That's helped with my confidence. Um, so it's there's a lot of non-monetary benefits to doing a market, in my opinion. And it makes some good coin on the side. But some days are tougher than others. Some days you have a rip-roaring day and you walk away thinking, this is the greatest thing on the planet and then there's other days where you know you haven't made a lot but to me if I've covered the cost of the market everything else that I've learned from it everything else above that is a bonus to me so I'm just happy with that but whether or not I do it again this year let's wait and see how the year pans out.
1: I'm sorry Duke before you ask your question I I know I did ask you this before Ainsley I um as you know I I turn pens is Mm -hmm. that something you it getting into at all, or because I, I think um, I would love
2: would to wood reality. turn, yeah. I would love to wood turn, I and mean, I think the wife, aka the engineer, would also love wood turning if I'm being honest. She's getting more into the workshop and coming out and helping me film and things like that. But the one thing that she hates about woodworking is the dust, and we've gone, you know, that big dust collector behind me, and you know, she can't stand the dust. So, with wood turning comes a lot of dust because, as far as I can see, there's no real great dust collection solution for it so I would like to do it in the future but it's one of those things that it's like I want to learn how to weld I want to learn how to wood turn I want to learn how to do you know all these things it's just where do I find the time to do it so it's you know it's trying to pick and choose my times of where I focus things but I would love to wood turn in the future I think it would be quite relaxing it is and I think it would be a really cool skill to learn and to learn some patience because that's something I could probably improve on.
1: So you oh, never yeah. know.
2: You <laughs> never know.
0: Fair enough. Dirk? No, I didn't have any questions, Chris. I just oh, think we, uh, we have to uh, ask harder-hitting questions because um, Ainsley's just bowled us over. And, uh, that was easy. Maybe Come maybe on, guys. Maybe offer you a role <laughs> on the show. <laughs>
2: It's all right, Dirk. If you go blind or you need a week off, you let me know. I can uh, jump in and co-host any time.
1: Done. (laughs) Sold. How about next week?
2: Happy to. No, that's mean. Dirk is lovely and he's a great host. Dirk, you're a great host. You're doing a great job.
1: Oh, thank you, Adrian. You don't have to deal with him on a weekly basis. (laughs)
2: Uh,
1: It's been (laughs) cool to see the
2: behind the scenes of how the show comes together. So I've enjoyed that part of it
1: too. Yeah. You, you're um you're sworn to secrecy about that. You're, you know that, right? My lips are sealed. Good. Yeah. All good. right. Look, Ainsley, it's been absolutely fantastic having you on the show. Uh, we're going to let you go. Um, Thank
2: you so much for having me on here.
1: Oh, it wouldn't be a show without you. Um, but we're definitely going to get you back on again, and uh, and soon, and very soon.
0: Yeah. And I, I say anytime. Any would Good to meet you, and uh, we, we'd like to all meet all the grouse aussies out there in the future or even internationals if they come here and uh yeah just sit down and have a drink and uh, cordial whatever we drink and um yeah have a bit of a good old chin wag so thank you angeli
2: no thank you guys so much it's been such a privilege to be a part of it and chris to finally get to talk to you you know not over the phone i know we've spoken a couple of times over the phone but being able to get to see you like this it's Great, so thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Hopefully, you guys can make it to Sydney, and then we can have a little we, get together.
1: Oh look, I'm I'm still um I'm still pushing at TimberCon to have um the the maker meetup, mm-hmm. and and I I really want to get because I know I know Victor's um keen on it. Um, we've got a guy uh, in New Zealand, Rob, who's keen mm-hmm. on uh, coming across. So it'd be great to get them all down to one, to, to TimberCon in Melbourne, just to, to, you know, have a, have a chat, um, let people meet the makers. I, I reckon that'll be a great thing to do. But yeah, COVID put a stop to that at, uh, last year. So, um, but, yeah, definitely uh, as soon as they, they um, allow us to, well, they, they get the show up and running at the woodworking show in Sydney, I'm in the car and up there. Okay. And I'll be taking the general so I'll get up there very quick. Oh, hello. Dirk's just dropped out.
2: He's right away. Am I yeah. that boring?
1: <laughs> uh, technical. yeah all right anyway look i'll, I'll let you go I'm, I'm gonna try and find out what happened to durko thanks again ainsley and um no sorry. yeah
2: anytime thank you so much for having me chris it was so good to talk to you
1: no problem at all all
0: right i'll catch you later Well, Chris, mate, what what an extraordinary person to have on the show. And we we actually, uh, we we, we could have talked for hours to Ainsley. She was an absolute gem of a person, uh, individual, creative, talented maker. And we got a really good insight to, uh, you know, uh, how she conducts herself in the workshop. So I reckon you would have got a, you know, you would have enjoyed this episode more than... uh, Talking
1: about some dust extraction or something. No, nah, you know what? I I didn't like her.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah, I what? loved her. I reckon she was the best guest we've ever had, and that's <laughs> um, and that's saying something because some of the guests who have had have been absolutely fantastic. All of the guests who have had have been fantastic, but Angelie, you just she's a gem, an absolute gem. I'm so happy that we had her on the show.
0: I oh, definitely right. No, and uh, yeah, I. I you know, it's an appreciation that we are able to interview uh, people who give up their time, you know. Uh, you know, they, they make uh, they make our show uh, a little bit better as well because, you know, without that insight that, you know, different ideas people have, we're, we're just sort of talking to each other and, you know, it's, it's wonderful to have a, a guest. So um, Yeah, I, for sure. terrific. So... Uh, and
1: I... I- I think we might have a little bit of extra footage with uh, Ainsley as well. So I might be, during our um, hiatus from uh, Season 2 to Season 3, I think I might be putting out a um, a special. Well,
0: uh, You know, a giveaway for that, I think, Chris, is that I'm sitting in another room trying to recharge my, uh, my um, iPad. <laughs> so, yeah, we, yeah.
1: yeah, we sort of, after we uh, finished the uh, the interview, we sort of chatted for a little while, didn't we? Certainly and did. And we spoke, we spoke about absolutely everything, I think. Yeah.
0: Yep. No all no punches. Everything was on the table and uh, yep.
1: where we went. Yep. Yep. So, and uh, honestly, she's a delight to talk to. I, I, I was right all along. I knew she was going to be a good guest and I was right all along. Yes. Yes. Uh,
0: and, uh, and you were right. I, I, I'll give you that. Fantastic. Yep. Great judgment call, mate.
1: Thank you very much. Now, moving right along. Um, what are we, um, what are we going to do, um, next week, Dirk?
0: So we have an interesting subject matter again. We hope they're all interesting and their guests are wonderful, but, um, uh, that's where we're talking about, um, sort of impulsive buying, uh, which can lead to hoarding and, um, you know, all around that sort of, uh, topic. Cause, um, it's something that we we all have to address you know as you know uh, you, you've gone through that in the past i don't know few weeks and all that and um yeah it's just i think i think it's interesting enough to cover uh how, how we can get ourselves into a bit of a rut as far as accumulating too many things
1: Hmm. yeah for sure and um and as you said i've uh, i've been applying the feng shui principle to my uh, workshop and um i've, I've I'm very guilty of the uh, excessive hoarding and uh, and impulse buying um, uh, of all the stuff that I got in my workshop. So let's let's uh, let's leave that till next week. And uh, so I think this episode's gone longer than normal. So um, I'm just going to go um, and say uh, bye for now, Dirk. And hey, I'll
0: hear you. And I'm going to raise that by saying thanks to our partner Nathan at Hammeroo. Uh,
1: keep forgetting about Nath.
0: Oh, we don't forget about Nate. Uh, no, we should. And I'm sure you'll put Nath. a banner up on the screen. And uh, also, hopefully, we can announce uh, some other people who are going to join the uh, partnership next week, Chris.
1: That's interesting.
0: It is. So, it is.
1: Let's, all right, let's wait till next week then.
0: Having said that, I'm going to say, Hooroo.
1: and I'll say bye for now again. you want to give me a bit a, of a
0: song of what you can do? A me, song? You know, a sign. Can you rub your head? <laughs> good on you. Right.
1: Now, quick check. No one needs to go to the toilet or anything. No one wants a drink. Everybody's good to go. I
0: might quickly grab a bit of water or green cordial.
2: Yeah, green. I'm telling you, green is where it's at, people. <sighs>
1: I'm going to have to go and get some. Um... I'm going to get some water as well. Hang on a sec.
2: It's good. It means I can have a sip of my
1: Coddy's cordial. You sound like a commercial now, Ainsley.
2: <laughs> I should be. I drink so much of the stuff.
0: Chris, you look a bit starstruck, mate. Looks like you've been talking to one of your favourite YouTubers.
1: <laughs> we haven't started yet, Dirk.